welcome to another Awaken Your Relationships. I am Julie Murphy, and I'm the money chick, but uh, Rita, my friend here, is the relationship expert because I always say we work things out and we act it out and we do it through our money, through our health, and through our relationships. So what I've come to realize, money is just the result of how we're plugging into the world in the other areas of our life. So it's super important for us to address these other areas of our lives because it's really what's energetically affecting everything. And Rita, thanks for joining me for another week. Thanks Woo-hoo! for coming back. You know, I had this I had this really interesting dream last night. And I've been um, taking mushroom tincture as well, adding it mm-hmm. to my water and noticing how I think differently and how my dreams are changing. So I've really um, been having a lot of fun seeing things I hadn't noticed before. You know, when you get distracted by your own drama or emotions or trauma, sure. it's like we miss right. 90% of what's going on around us. But when you really start doing personal development and doing things which make your body healthier and uh, you start to see things you didn't have before. So I've been uh, following borderline personality disorder discussions on uh, Quora for a while mm-hmm. because I've had people in my life with borderline Right. And very close relationships. And they've been, you know, traumatic to be in. They've been hard to be in. And most of those relationships are usually very volatile and you know, and the other person is very dramatic. And there's a lot of uh, leaving and a lot of, you know, weird, weird over the top responses. And I think the in the world, women are finding this and men, but I mainly work with women that there are more and more people who have things like borderline personality disorder, right? Where they have an underlying physical issue, but then you layer on trauma. So it's like PTSD and it literally shapes the brain in how we think. And so I've been following uh, on Quora, different people responding who have borderline disorder, you know, borderline. So is that kind of like, just to kind of explain a little bit, is that kind of like, um, we all have, so from our history, our experiences, our brain has grooves in it. So are you saying like it shapes the brain? So it's like, it's the shaping of the grooves in their brain? Oh yeah. Not only that, but it, it shapes every part. It, it shapes every part of you. So I'll give a good example. Some people who've had uh, trauma, they have very bad skin as in it's very dry and very flaky and they have a hard time taking care of it. And actually a lot of uh, people who have borderline because there is usually a piece of trauma involved can have problems with super dry or flaky skin or, or problems with their skin. And the reason for this is when their trauma gets triggered. So every time somebody wants to run or hide or fight or punch somebody in the face or blow up somebody's car or, you know, whatever, Whenever anybody feels like that, it means that they're triggered and it means that their body responds in a very specific way. Hmm. And one of the ways is it narrows the blood vessels on the skin. And so people will develop skin problems. Yep. Because if, if it's a constant state of fight or flight, their body's always pulling back then the skin doesn't get the moisture in the blood and the nervous system signals. And after time, it turns into a skin problem. 
That's so fascinating to me because I'm thinking of all the people that I know that have skin issues. Uh, um, and, and not all of them are borderline personality disorder, but when I think about when it flares up with those people, um, it is when it's emotionally driven, you know, and I know that from the work that I've done with Louise Hay, that, um, you know, in her book, Heal Your Life, Heal Your Body, she talks about that. She talks about how our emotions create our physical realities. And so it's interesting that the emotional component here with borderline personality disorder, it's uh, the skin. Fascinating. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, that's just one example. Yeah. You know, we have to look at people as all very different and on different spectrums of things. And so right. someone may just be chronically stressed out and have heart trouble, whereas someone else may have, uh, let's say, ADD or ADHD underneath it, and then you add some trauma. And so now they their brain is very divided, almost compartmentalized, mm. because we're protecting those very wounded parts of us. It's It's... I Fascinating. Believe, yeah, my theory is that it's a it's a primitive protection system. You know, it's there to protect us mm. when we can't protect ourselves. You know, so um, it compartmentalizes it and then keeps protecting it more and more and more because we can't we can't we're not in a safe enough place to process through it. Right. And then only when we get in a safe enough place, like you did with your divorce, you know, were you able to remember and tap into some of these older memories. And if someone, um, let's say- Yeah, because it wasn't safe for me to do that before then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It wasn't safe, so it just remained a trigger. It stayed right. a trigger the entire time. Right. And so every time it, it was pushed, whether you knew why or not, you know, you would have a flare up. And then let's say you were totally. someone who had ADD, who constantly did things that blew up their life, that created more trauma for themselves and everything else. Now they have a brain that's filled like with minefields mm -hmm. and uh. a body that's filled with minefields. And so their body's always going into contraction mode. And because yeah, that's true, you know, oh my gosh, contraction mode. And so not just the skin, let's say um, heart trouble, because when we're in fight or flight, our blood vessels narrow and our heart has to work harder in right. order to pump the blood through our body. Right. So you've got a trigger um, and people with borderline have a lot more than most, you know, triggers more than most have. Then their blood vessels are in a constant state of being too narrow. Their heart is always having to work too hard. And it may, you know, if their disposition for that turn into a heart problem. Wow. That's fascinating. So, and, and what we need to, what I would love for people to hear on this is the fact that you can actually shift these things. Mm -hmm. You know, this is where like, if you're in relationship with someone who has these things, you either have to um, leave because you don't want the ripple effects of the triggers. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it, it really, when I look at how people are, co how whether it's clients that I'm coaching or experience I've had with friends and whatever, um, you you can choose to either stay in it or not stay in it. And whether it's a friendship or a coworker relationship or even family relationships, like just because they're your blood doesn't necessarily mean that you have to keep taking the hits, right? 
Um, and, and holding healthy boundaries for yourself. So it's, it's fascinating to me that if, if you can get somebody who wants to see their stuff or can, sometimes it's not a matter of want, it's just that can they, if their trauma is so bad, they may not be able to actually see their own triggers. It's hidden from them. Yeah. Because it's not safe. I think about my own situation where, you know, for those of you who don't know my story that, um, you know, after I had gotten divorced, I was doing some energy work and think of it kind of like almost like hypnotherapy where you're going into the subconscious mind. And um, I had unpacked that there was a family friend who was a Catholic priest that actually sexually molested me when I was about five years old. And um, so I didn't even, it was never safe for me to unpack that until I decided on some level to stop repeating the patterns of putting, not holding healthy boundaries for myself in my life. And, and it wasn't just one area of my life. It was all the relationships in my life. That's what we have to realize. Like, it's not just one person. When we keep attracting the same person at work, in our families, in our romantic relationships, even children, you know, that we have and how we interface. Like, it just repeats itself. And so um, so you have to be not only willing to create a safe container for yourself if it's you're the person that has the borderline or if it's um, someone else that you're in relationship with, whether it's friendship or romantic relationship or even family relationships, um, that you hold a healthy boundary for yourself that you you choose to walk if they do, they're not doing their work because it will affect your health. Oh it- yeah. And and it, it's interesting. There's there's two parts of this. One is you were talking about the law of attraction, about how we attract the people in our life. And let's just think right. about this for a second. So let's say you are sending out an extremely strong emotion into the field, and the emotion mm-hmm. is around something that you're not willing to look at. Right. So in order to stay in balance, in order to feel not like your world's all wobbly, you will be looking for something to 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 fill up, to compensate for that part you're not looking for. You're not looking at, you know, that that trauma or that dark part or your own reactions, your shadow. So every time that we are so strongly emotionally engaged with something, we're sending out a call for the thing that fills up the space that compensates for the thing we're not willing to, to look at. Right. Like only have, having a, a two legs for a three-legged stool. Right. So we're going to be looking for the thing that'll, that will prop us up. Right. And so we create this every time we choose not to be compassionate to our own feelings. Mm. Every well, time and our own authenticity and our own desires, because mm-hmm. when you are attracting this other person in your life, it's only because you have some work that's unresolved within yourself to actually work on. Yeah. And usually it's some sad part of you or some trauma. You know, you yeah. needed to work on your trauma. And right. 
And I didn't even know I needed to work on a trauma. Yes. And, and, and we spend our lives saying, why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? And so we're sending out, we're, we're like um, a siren song, you know, and we're sending that out. Yeah. But when we stop blaming anybody and we start saying, oh, what's happening here? Why are you behaving so strongly? Why are you hurting so badly? Let's... Let's, let's go be kind to you. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of what happened to many, many people as a child, um, before the age of eight, that's, that's when almost half of our beliefs about the world are imprinted. Mm. So we end up with all of these beliefs even before the age of eight. And usually they're the time that you felt the least loved. Yeah. And so at the times you felt the least loved, that's a trauma. And if you give yourself the love you were supposed to get when it, so when true. it happened, then you can fix it and you become whole and you don't need somebody else to be a third leg. You're a three-legged stool, you know, having a relationship with, I don't know, the cat that sits on you, right? But, but you're stable and different and unique in and of yourself. You aren't dependent on someone else to... Um, to, to take care of the things that you're, that, that are emotionally too hard for you to face. Right. That makes sense. And how yeah. do you know it's a problem? Because it turns into a physical problem or it turns into some oh, kind of relationship yeah. problem. And that's the, that's the clue. Right. Sorry, I'm trying to adjust the sun that keeps yeah. setting in my face. I'm like, Hey, where's the sun? <laughs> Maybe I'm just going to move over a little bit this way. There we go. Oh, that's better. My, you can see some of my angel wings. I know. You know, I and love those angel wings. I loved it when you would sit in front of it because it would just look so perfect. Perfectly in alignment with your mission in the world. With your <laughs> Being a little angel. Mm -hmm. Ooh, my little Especially wings. when you wear black. You know, then it's <laughs> like you're really an angel, but you come across as a devil. Ah! Well, you know, I was told that, um, that when, um, so when we're sensitive, the colors that we wear depend on how much that we absorb of other people's stuff. Mm, I've never, and so I started to realize one of the reasons that I wear black so often is because I'm super sensitive to the energies around me and that actually protects me. Um, so it's interesting that the color of our clothes actually has to do with uh, somewhat of how we're dealing with the energies that are around us. Makes me think of a goth, you know, when in high school, the girls that would wear goth. Yeah. Know? Well, and they were tapped into a, a lot of times you found that um, you find out that they're tapped into dark energies, mm. the ones that are goth, right? Mm. Not the light, but the dark. Yeah, I didn't. I just knew people who chose it as a, a style choice. I was mm. way too messed up in high school to like, you know, I did things, I did great things, you know, but it was all internally, I was struggling so much. Externally, I was a super high achiever. But um, so I wasn't really present to a lot of things. And I didn't have close friendships. And I didn't even know how to create friendships in the first place. Because I was too scared to, to let anybody see how strongly I would react to things. You know, I didn't want to be laughed at, I didn't want to be rejected, I, I didn't want to be ostracized. And right. so that's the problem that happens with a lot of women is we end up in relationships with people 
who have, you know, borderline personality disorder or similar other mental health disorders that cause them problems. And we hide because, right. you know, the, the belief is that we're helpless. There's nothing we can do about it. And no one cares enough about us to be able to help us. Right. And that's something that we learned, as I said, before the age of eight. Yeah, because our subconscious mind gets hardwired before then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I am realizing is that, especially in this period of time, um, we all can have quantum leaps. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every single one of us. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And, And so it's fascinating to me. Um, how if we have tried something for years before, try it again because the energy is different right now that you can actually have much more of a quantum leap to get you to where you want to be. Um, and it'll come with more ease and grace and it'll actually have a higher impact of what, what it is that you're trying to shift. Yeah, because the energy frequencies have really changed and opened up. Mm-hmm. So watch the stories that you tell yourself in terms of, well, I've been trying that for years. Well, yeah, you probably have, but that's okay because now this time's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Because this time you're going to be able to actually shift it in a yeah. deeper way than you were able to before because things are really changing. Yeah. From that and, perspective. And when we were a child, we literally were helpless to what was going on. But the thing is, is trauma keeps us trapped in, at that age, mm. you know, four or five or seven or eight or two. And it keeps us trapped there. And we don't realize that we became full-fledged adults with the ability and the knowledge to reverse or to give ourselves what we didn't get, you know, before right. the so the right. lie that we tell ourselves is that we're helpless. But when we tell yeah. ourselves we're helpless, that's us. That's just the trauma protecting us from from feeling helpless, from feeling like we're no good. That inner critic that constantly tells you you're wrong. You know, it's, it's just there to try to um, protect you until you were old enough and safe enough to turn and look at it. So if you're, if women are watching this or men are watching this, if they're watching this, it means that you're ready. It That's means so that true. Cause you're finding it for a reason. Yes. You're ready mm-hmm. to face this. And if you choose to, you can, and you can make, this is a way different age than it ever was. We know more about the brain. We, we can be more strategic about it. There's more um, access to mental health support, whether it be uh, psilocybin or psychedelics or uh, even just marijuana in order to help people manage anxiety. Right. So we have more herbal medicines than we've ever had for mental emotional health. We're more open to um, what every culture brought to the table for, for healing, you know, and science is backing it all up. So this is not 1979. It's really interesting that you say that because lately I've been meeting um, people who are in the more of the traditional roles um, of actually like uh, even just uh, I, I got referred to a therapist recently as a client who is on the cutting edge of 
um, all the research with the psychedelics um, with trauma therapy and um, and bringing it in to, to the mainstream. She's like the bridge because she understands the psychology field because for 30 years she's been seeing severe trauma patients. And, uh, and so, but now she's integrating that with the work that she's been doing in the psychedelic realm. And, um, and then I also just, uh, met, um, a friend of mine, we reconnected, um, lives out on the West coast and, uh, her husband is actually jumping right into that field. And I guess there's a lot of training that goes down in Jamaica on that right now. Um, and it's funny, it seems to be in the Caribbean area where a lot of them are doing the trainings on that. I found that fascinating um, because here's different parts of my world, not only those two, but I've got a couple others as well. And um, it's fascinating to me that this consciousness is now starting to come to the table. And um, so those of you who are watching that, if you if you haven't been able to find the right mix for you, or if you still think that like, however it is that you're you're doing it and working with these things, um, it may be time to consider out of the box solutions that you haven't considered before, because this is cutting edge, um, realization. I'll say it's, it's, it's very old, um, information, but it's, uh, cutting edge realizations and proof that they actually, um, can make a positive impact to get past some of these traumatic things that we've been maybe medicating ourselves for or or choosing not medication but you still need some help with something or whatever um certainly well, i'm not in the medical field but um something to explore something to consider yeah the, the misinformation um that we have is that you know in order to get the benefits of herbal medicines they have to be something that either you know make you high or give you some you know lsd kind of experience and in reality, like I, I order on Amazon lion's mane as a tincture. You know, mushrooms have have unheard of abilities to to grow new brain cells and create new connections, or even something as simple as chamomile tea when you're right. noticing you're stressed out. You know, we people get blocked into thinking that. Oh well, it's got to be. I don't. I don't want to get high, or I don't want to have a trip, or I don't want to experience that. And right. and in reality, it, you don't have to have any sort of psychedelic in order to still have um, uh, herbal medicines that are out there that are readily available. You know, you type in lion's mane on Amazon, and you'll come up with four hundred different options. Wow, you know, this isn't hidden. And so it's, it's being smart about using the plant world in order to help our bodies grow and evolve right. into uh, beings that can handle the crazy world we live in right now. So true. So true. And you know what? It, it, it's just about be open to consider um, other things because if they come into your world and you're hearing it from us, and you've already heard it before, it means that you're being called to explore it on some level, you know, and pay attention to that because there's a reason it's coming to you. Right? Right. Because we are aligning ourselves with, with what we want. Mm. And when you're clear about what you want, 
which means you have to take time and ask yourself and women don't do this. So let's, can we talk about that? So one of the things that I am really, we all have stuff. Mm -hmm. We all have issues. We all have things that we've been struggling with over the last, particularly last two years. And it's time to stop focusing on the struggle. It's time to stop focusing on the fear. It's time to start to say, this is what I want to create in my life. And so this is what I'm going to focus on. And all of those past things are true. They're all very real. They're all um, valid. It's not that we're invalidating. Sometimes we just want to be heard. But I am telling you, you are the creator of your life. And it's time to keep your focus on only the stuff that you want to create. Because if you focus at all on what's going on from your past, you are only recreating that in your present moment. And it's going to recreate the past in your future. And I cannot tell you, you know, I just, I just finished, I don't know if I told you this or not, but I just finished the end of my, four, my third book, um, the four spiritual laws of money. Oh, and, congratulations. Um, thank you. And I just wrote about this because it's, um, it's, I can focus on the fact that I was sexually molested as a priest or I'm divorced and, and I'm, you know, the one that pays all the alimony and all the kids tuition. And I'm the only one responsible for kids. I can focus on all that stuff, all that stuff that are all responsibilities. And some would say burdens. And I could, they're all very valid, but I refuse to. I absolutely refuse to. Why? Because I just want to focus on, I'm going to continue to grow and build my business and the impact I'm making in the world. And then all those other things will all be taken care of because if I'm growing my business, because that's what I want to create in my life, all the money then shows up, right? And I don't have to worry about it being a burden or stressful or any of that other stuff because- when you align with what you truly desire, what you truly want to create in the world, regardless of whether you're the one with the borderline personality disorder or if you're dealing with someone who has borderline personality disorder, if you always align with your heart and you always align with what your desires are, the rest will vibrate. It literally will vibrate and fall away. And the challenge is, is allowing it to just vibrate and fall away. That is the big challenge. Because many of us want to scoop it back up and pull it back with us. And no, let it literally go. I mean, I had somebody who worked with me on my, um, and I actually think he might have borderline personality disorder, honestly. Someone who was working on my um, platform, doing some of my uh, stuff behind the scenes and in a business relationship. And you know what? Sure as shit. Like, he just ghosted the whole team went dark. And I'm like, Oh, I could see this as he was just in his stuff. And I went immediately into, okay, who do I want to support me? And I wrote out all the attributes of who we needed to support the team. And what did we like from the person that we were working with? And what did we not like? And what did we want to replace the things that we didn't like? So we just focused on that creation of the new. And within no joke, within a week. And Rita, you know, I introduced you to who we found. And Gabe is amazing. He's and amazing. it's really super fascinating to me 
that it all depends on where we choose for our words and our thoughts and our feelings to go towards. Well, and the thing we don't understand it, that a lot of people don't understand is we're a world that's filled with every different type of brain. And in fact, they've studied different cultures and different cultures and their habits and patterns and beliefs literally physically shape their brain differently totally. than, than other cultures. So we are all different. Now, when you add neural diversity, like let's say you have ADD or ADHD, or let's say you've got bipolar, or let's say you've got something. If we can focus on the fact that it's a, that they have a genius brain, Right. And and not some brain that's, you know, that's the devil. You know, if we can help them embrace that they have a genius brain, then they're able to take that genius brain and become an amazing version of themselves. Yep. And so, you know, you were looking for someone who was a genius at what they do and had worked through a lot of the things that in the past had held them back. You know, mm-hmm. one of the reason one of the reasons uh, Gabe is so great is because he's done so much work on himself. Totally. You know, right. and because of that, he's able to use his his super brain. You know, right? he does have a super brain. Yeah, <laughs> things that you know that that uh, to me are are quantum. And right. but the cool thing is is when we value and appreciate and support these kind of brains. Instead of, you know, bully them and minimize them. Well, and see where their gifts are and just support their gifts. Yes. Because we all have gifts. Every single one of us. Yes. And we're all needed. And all of our gifts are needed, which is why we have to get rid of the past because the world desperately needs us to be the best version of ourselves that we can be. So true. Because otherwise we're going to blow ourselves up. So true. You know, the earth is going to kill us. The earth is going to be fine, but she'll kill us first. We'll be gone. So, you know, (laughs) people used to ask me. It was, I I spent about eight or nine years managing nature preserves and, you know, state protected areas, fens and oak hickory woodlands and prairies and things. And people would ask me, they'd be like, well, why do you manage it? Why do you go through and get rid of these invasive species? You know, you're not really helping the earth. And I said, I know I'm not really helping the earth. The earth is going to be fine. What I want is to have a healthy, biodiverse area that supports me. You know, mm-hmm. Mother Earth is going to take care of herself fine. She will kill us all off before we can do too much more damage. Yep. Um, yep. So I manage the natural. I manage the natural areas for my, you know, for my health. Right. So, you know, when we help manage our whole community of different thoughts and personalities and brains and everything. And we let go of the past. We prune those things out and we Mm -hmm. focus on what will nourish us and grow. Then we're going to be okay. I mean, we're at a crossroads. Many cultures have said it's a 5,000 year cycle, including the Mayan calendar. 5,132 years. People get the the chance. They can either... You know, we're either going to rise up and create an even better world than we've ever imagined by working through this adversity. And and that's why there's a quantum movement, because we need to be these people. Or 
we'll decide to stay in our past, right? In our trauma, when we didn't have the tools, when we were helpless children, when our exactly. only choice was to scream and cry and and throw things and hit people, you know, when that was our only option to protect ourselves. So we can either do that, like what our politicians have been doing, you know, or we can say, you know what? We need to be on a higher level. We need to forgive and love the people that are struggling with mental illness, even if they don't recognize it themselves. And when we can send that support, then the whole field rises, just like those meditators in DC that they, you know, the whole field rises. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's the energy grid, you know, and so much of it has to do with our perspective, right? So, um, I look at, you know, with the um, people with the ADD or ADHD or the borderline personality disorder, you know, I would encourage everyone who's got those people in their lives um, and or if it's you to see, try to see, because there's always a light and a dark side of everything, right? So can you see the gift? Can you see the light? You know, um, the gift that I've received from having some of those people in my life have been um, the fact that it's made me really uh, into a deep surrender process, meaning that I really have this um, state of neutrality and a state of allowance and acceptance of th many things in life now that I'm like going, wow. Which you 10 know? years ago, yeah, kept you in a constant state. Well, I would have been battling with them 10 years ago, mm -hmm. but today what I'm doing is I'm going, oh, I don't, I don't need to battle. I'm good. Um, and what it is, is that I'm just sitting in this place of going, oh, they're triggered. I, I can now see their trigger. Right. Right. And go, oh, and, and I'm super grateful for the relationship that I'm currently in because we each can see like. I'm triggered. Why am I triggered? So now it happens like instantaneously for the two of us. And, and, and even when we have the kids, we're like, you're triggered. What's up? And just because we hold the space of asking the question of you're triggered, what's up? The kids are learning to process it super fast. Oh, like, great. What a super gift. Fast. <laughs> Thank you for raising the next generation in a good way. Yeah. And it's just about the fact that when you see crazy going on, like, there's a little bit of crazy going on. Just just mention it, right? Vaccines, uh, politics. Yeah. Um, yeah. The school system right now is driving me a little bonkers, but I'm just going, all right, well, maybe my kids aren't supposed to be at school. And that's why I'm today. I've, I've got my kids because my nanny wound up with COVID. And so now I'm sitting at home homeschooling my kids for two weeks. And, and we shouldn't be in a battle with our schools and our neighbors and our friends and our family. Right. We can't live in a fractured community. Mm -hmm. And it's really fascinating to me to even watch in the, my, the school relationships. You know, my kids go to a Catholic private school, and it is fascinating to me to see how there's a lack of faith and a lack of trust. They're all trying to control the shit out of everything. And I'm like, whoa. Like, and, and I can now, because of these beautiful souls that have had the borderline personality disorder in my life and the ADHD, 
I've created this space internally that I can now look at crazy going on in the world with like the school stuff and just kind of go fascinating. Like I can now see it because I'm not reacting anymore. And this is the gift. Like, so if we can start to shift our perspective of things and go, what's the gift in this? You're triggered. Ask, what's the gift? What's the gift? You know, know, one of the things I always worried about, about doing my own work, getting rid of these traumas and getting calmer is I thought I would become like a flatliner. You know, I thought I wouldn't have any emotions at all. And what really shifted for me is um, watching some great documentaries and reading some of the books that the Dalai Lama, around the Dalai Lama. Because if anybody's supposed to be neutral, if anybody's supposed to be flatlining, it would be the Dalai Lama. Mm. You know, but because he, you know, spiritual, meditates all the time, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, he has the full range of emotions. He just right. hang on to them. So he gets angry and he gets hurt and he cries and he remembers things. But the key is that you keep letting it go. That is it. You let it move through you as yeah. opposed to getting stuck. Yes. Right. That, that is a really big piece. Like to get it to move through you. And, you know, I, I, I've met, you know, I, I was very feisty back in the day. And, and then you attract other feisty people in your life, right? And, and it's funny, like I've learned that my feistiness was just about the fact that I wasn't actually letting things move through me. I was holding on to them and they were building up. And that's where the weight problems come from, or that's where the, um, adrenal or liver or that's where all of these problems come up, you know, because we fascinating. Yeah. We're like stagnant pools that are getting smelly. You know? Oh, here's to here's to smelly pools. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Rita, this has so been so helpful because I think so often we try to bury, you know, like like we try to say, okay, well, the people who have the ADHD and the borderline personality disorder, that we want to like put them off to the side, like we don't see them. Like, with, do you remember in school when we were kids, all the ADHD kids that were, they were all put in another place. They were all put in a different school or a different room or a different something. Cause it was like out of sight, out of mind. Right. Exactly. I mean, how, and of course, then they're going to become adults with problems because you know, how do you ever accept yourself when you've been ostracized? So when we right. can have compassion, so much compassion, but not in a fluffy bunny way, where it's like, oh, you poor dear, you know, more like, I, I believe you can do this. I right. believe you can grow through this. I believe that right. you can be a better version of yourself. And even if I have to stand up to you, or even if I have to leave to protect myself, I know you can do this. And that to me is true compassion, not feeling sorry for someone, but having the love and understanding and, so true. and knowledge that they will they will yep. get through this and be a better version of themselves than they were totally. before. You totally. Know? And we have well, to we have got... that compassion for us too. Totally. So how do people get a hold of you? Because you have shared so much insights and um, how do they get a hold of you? How do they get your help? Um, the best, easiest is uh, RitaHickmanCoaching.com, as you can see on the screen. Um, but if you just do a Google search for me, You'll find me on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. I've been doing this for like 15 years. So I've got, you know, pain management videos out there. 
Uh, I've got narcissism videos out there, spiritual videos. Um, I'm everywhere. <laughs> and don't forget, since she's everywhere, don't forget to hit that like, subscribe button, and that notification bell. Because why? So that way you're notified when Rita and I get back on talking about stuff. Then you'll be notified when that stuff comes up. And um, because we're here to help. And, um, and I'm still offering to that if you want a free copy of my book, I put the link there below. Um, all you have to do is pay for your shipping. I've had people go, this isn't free. No, trust me. I paid for the book to get it printed and all that stuff, which is And you wrote it. And I wrote it. And you yeah. didn't get paid for writing it. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. Your, your wisdom and your knowledge, this is gold. And you oh. are giving away your gold just like I do for free because we're letting it move through us. Right. And I just, I just want you to pay for the shipping so that it's not more of a burden on my side than just the production piece. Right. And so you can make more books and have more insights and, and share greater wisdom and knowledge with all of us who need to know what you're learning. Exactly. Well, thank you again. And I look forward to another week next week, Rita. Excellent. See you guys. Okay. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye.